Hey everyone, uh, welcome to uh, the Live Well, Be Well podcast. This is where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Brandon. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kate. And we're well-being peer educators at UC San Diego. On this episode of Live Well, Be Well, uh, we'll be discussing what stress is and as college students, how we can manage it. Uh, so we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started. So what exactly is stress? We define stress as a feeling of emotional or physical tension, and it can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. However, we have to realize that stress is actually a natural response, specifically a fight or flight response of our body. It is helping to keep us safe by preparing the body for action during a stressful or potentially dangerous situation. In terms of stress levels on UCSD, data has shown that 39% of UCSD students reported stress to be a factor affecting their individual performance. Moreover, more than 90% of students experience at least an average amount of stress at UCSD. So we overall do see the impact that um, stress has within um, our college community, but overall, not all stress is bad. We see that um, there is a correlative relationship between um, stress and uh, your academic performance. So specifically, we see that if you have high stress, this could lead to low academic performance, resulting in you being stressed and restless, or which is what is ideal, um, having a medium um, state of stress, and that could lead to high performance, um, having you in a state of focus and engaged. Um, and then there could also be um, you not having enough stress, which could also lead to low performance, resulting in you being bored or tired. Um, we identify stress in two contexts, uh, you stress. So how I said before, um, getting to that state of being focused and engaged, uh, is known as good stress and specifically um, putting context to it. Um, deadlines are one way of stress that helps um, individuals out. Another one is de-stress um, or distress, excuse me, and that is referred to as bad stress. So specifically, we see that can result with uh, mental and psychological shutdown. Overall, we see there's impacts of physical and emotional health that can cause academic decline. Um, but overall, we see that levels of stress can vary between people and um, everyone handles stress differently. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I would also like to talk about some of the common stressors um, as students, like most of us are, uh, one of the biggest, uh, I would say, like methods that come from stress is going to be academics. Um, we all know that tests and midterm season can all take a toll on our physical and mental health. Um, another thing or some other things that also cause stress for students are career related problems, family issues, finances, health concerns, and even friendships and relationships. Um, so now I want to talk about how we can manage stress. Um, one thing for me um, is physical activity. Uh, this is like a healthy way to, I guess, kind of get rid of your stress. One of the ways that uh, it does so for me is like it, it helps get my mind off of the actual stress and makes me focus on like my body and getting like a good pump after a workout. Uh, another reason why I like doing physical activity is it makes me feel great afterwards. I get like the endorphin rush and it also gives me more motivation throughout the day because I feel like when I get at least like my workout done, it's like tells my mind like, oh, I can do the next thing that comes. Uh, lastly, one of the biggest reasons why I like doing physical activity is it really helps me get a better sleep. After I feel sore, like at night, I feel like I knock out instantly. Uh, how about you, Kate? 
Um, for me, I specifically like to uh, create time within my schedule to ensure that I have self-care moments or like time periods um, and that helps me focus on my mental health. For instance, on like Tuesdays, uh, me and my friend meditate through Zoom and that helps me out a lot. Um, I also uh, primarily focus on having conversations with my family and friends. Um, that helps me um, talk out how I'm feeling with my emotions and they kind of help um, guide me to solutions that um, just kind of put an ease on the stress that I have. But yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you, Rachel? Yeah, so for me, um, I have certain comfort foods that I like to go to when I'm um, overwhelmed with stress. And um, I would say that one of my more uncommon comfort foods is actually um, granola bars. Um, I think comfort food is a way is a good way for me to relieve stress because, um, like Brandon, it allows you to take your mind off of stressful things in life. But personally, also, um, I tend to avoid working when I'm eating, so I usually associate food with uh, relaxation. So that's why um, I resort to comfort food. Um, but on another note, um, general ways to manage stress include taking cognitive actions, such as changing your perce perception or thinking patterns to think in a more positive manner and um, going away um, from negative thoughts. And um, one can also take behavioral actions by improving your sleeping or eating habits and also seeking social support when needed in order to um, relieve stress. Hi, so you just heard from some of my well-being peer educators. Uh, my name is Christine Glissman, and I'm one of the advisors for the uh, WPEs focused on alcohol, tobacco, and other drug. So what you just kind of heard is what some of the peers use as good kind of strategies to reduce stress. College obviously is very stressful, um, and that's they talked about some really good um strategies to remove stress. There's obviously strategies that can actually exacerbate stress, and those are called maladaptive coping strategies. Um, so the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the times I think substances, whether that be, you know, a glass of wine or that be um, cannabis or something like that, sometimes substances are used as a way to cope. Um, Coping is actually one of the main motivators for substance use. So this, uh, you know, this attempt to change your mood or forget about your to-do list or try to um, kind of get rid of the stress, maybe at the end of like finals week or midterm, like substances are something that are used in those moments to help kind of reduce stress or to cope with the stress that we're not kind of managing throughout the week. Um, so when thinking about sort of coping motivation when it comes to substance use, it can actually lead to misuse and abuse in this in, in a sense that um, using substances for the purpose of sort of reducing stress or to cope can actually maybe potentially lead to consuming more at one time because um, you're just trying to go, sort of get rid of the feelings and kind of get to the good kind of aspect of substances, right? There, of course, there's good things related to substance use or else no one would sort of use. So sometimes when we're super stressed and we are sort of using substances, maybe one of our main coping strategies, um, the one-time kind of use maybe can increase. So maybe we're drinking more, maybe we're consuming more cannabis, um, 
But using coping, using substances as a coping strategy can also just lead to, in, uh, lead to increased use over time. So we're using more often, um, we're maybe spending more time under the influence. So you're kind of spending more time intoxicated or spending more times high. So not having kind of a backup plan for stress management and maybe solely relying on substances can really lead to abuse. So more and more in that time that you're using or more over time, which can have a lot of different impacts on both physical and mental health. Um, substances can impact sleep. So cannabis and alcohol impact sleep differently, but they they change the time in which we spend in certain stages, which could lead to less recovery, less memory retention. So they both have a different impact on sleep. I know we think that, well, if I'm consuming either of these substances, like I fall asleep faster and that could be true, right? So that, that can does kind of occur with some people, but that does not mean that it actually is greater quality sleep. So both those substances kind of impact sleep in a different way to make it not as uh, restorative or not get the full range of sort of benefits. It, it changes the time in which we spend in certain stages. So substances can impact sleep. They can impact the stress system. So our response to stress and the amount of stress we're kind of able to reduce recovery. So whether that be from physical activity, whether that be um, just mental sort of recovery from a day or a week of kind of test taking, and then substance can, can exacerbate some mental health issues. So um, depression or anxiety, and this can be in the moment and again, kind of exacerbate over time. So substances, while they seem sort of like a quick fix, can actually have a pretty heavy impact on our stress and also on our self-care uh, They because it impacts sleep. So nothing can sort of be inherently helpful to stress or to self-care if it also impacts the, the normal sort of good hygiene behaviors that will help us reduce stress or self-care. So what you kind of heard is just a list of other kind of coping strategies that some of the peers use to help reduce stress, help them keep sane. So we heard physical activity, so movement-based things, we heard meditation, we heard even reminding ourselves to eat, right? So kind of when you're in the grind of studying or test taking, you kind of forget some of those basic things. So drink water, eat food, definitely brings um, comfort, being mindful about our consumption of food around stress as well. So you heard a lot of really good things um, that are on here. And I encourage you to explore that other realm of coping strategies that don't involve substances um, because substances can impact all of these things that we're trying to improve because it's sort of, we're trying to manage our stress. So be mindful of kind of the, the intake, what you kind of use as a coping strategy and veer away towards substances, not saying to eliminate all kind of use um, because it is your body kind of your choice, but definitely our job here is to re reduce harm in any way that we can to ourselves, um, health-wise, mental health-wise, productivity, motivation, engagement wise. So just kind of be mindful of your use um, and trying to make sure you're doing other strategies throughout the week that help reduce stress. So at the end of this week, it isn't just like a giant, heavy stress elephant that's on your shoulders. Maybe it's kind of just a stress mouse because you've taken care of yourself throughout the time. Good analogy about animals and stress. Um, but make sure you're kind of incorporating different stress 
reduction components, whether that be actually skill-based stuff like reframing or working on your mindset and positivity, or that be some of the things that the students mentioned like meditation, um, physical activity, things like that. So try and make sure you have a good repertoire of things. So when it comes to the end of the week or you have no energy to do anything else that substances isn't the first kind of coping strategy that pops in your mind because that will impact your recovery and your health and your ability to bounce back from stress um so now that um you heard us discuss our ways of managing stress and general ways to manage stress reminder you're not alone. <laughs> there are resources on campus to help you out. So the first resources resource is health promotion services. Um, you can Google search UCSD tips for stress management, and they will provide different strategies and techniques to best help you. Um, we also have our second resource, which is counseling and psychological services. Um, you can call 858 534 3375 for an individual appointment with a counselor. But if you feel like that is, um, that could cause stress meeting individually with a counselor, there also is group workshops and community forums on the UCSD CAPS event calendar. And third resource, you also have us as wellness uh, peer educators. We have workshops for stress management and a workshop called Coping with Cortisol, which will be this Thursday, um, March 4th at 12 p.m. And the Zoom link is found on our social media. Speaking of our social media, check out our Instagrams at UCSDHPS and at UCSDWPE to stay updated with all our events and resources we offer. And so that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDWPE. Stay tuned for our next episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember, to be well is to live well.